Welcome back into the fellowship. I am so excited. I am Evangelist Andy. I'm your gracious co-host. Listen, it is because of Holy Spirit that we are here today. He done called the meeting, y'all. So we are here in the upper room and we're going to talk about how Holy Spirit shut it all down. Do you hear me? Shut the party down. And then in the after party, Peter pops off. Oh my God, if you haven't read Acts 2, go ahead and read it because we're going to go through it and dissect it because we need to know, okay, that was Pentecost over 2000 years ago, but we are Pentecost in a pandemic. So what do we need to know? How can we grow? And what exactly did Peter say? Because <laughs> listen, y'all know Peter, he was that... uh pop-off disciple. He was the one you had to watch out for. Last time we talked to Peter, he was cussing. So <laughs> what did he say about Holy Spirit? We're going to get into it. If you haven't been here before, I want to welcome you. Thank you for stopping by. This is the place where the hearers, readers, and doers come to fellowship, get fueled, and you know, Go forth, be great in God and walk in our purpose. So I want you to feel free to kick back and relax in the fellowship. Head over to Facebook, check out the gift shop, get you something just to say you were here in the fellowship. I want you to be encouraged, each and every one of you. Before we get into this ultimate Pentecost, we are going to talk about our prayer request to praise report. Shout out to everybody that survived this school year. And in this season, it really is survival. So shout out to all the students, the graduates of 2022, the parents, the administration, the bus drivers, the teachers, y'all made it, okay? <laughs> anyone connected, you made it another school year. It, whether you 
going to another school or you just celebrating going to another level. Come on. We thank God for that because I know it was probably hard for some of you, especially with going to school in a pandemic. School is different and you were able to persevere. You were able to make it. When others quit, you kept going. So we acknowledge you. Somebody done prayed you through this school year and we glorify God that so glad you made it. I'm excited, you guys. I witnessed a lot of prom send-offs. I was crying like a big baby. I'm like, these kids grew up fast. They grow up faster than a soap opera baby. <laughs> when y'all just at the baby shower, now they at graduation. But God bless each and every one of you and your journey. Now, listen, I'm ready. <laughs> I was just listening to the sneak peek and it got me hyped. Uh, check out the sneak peek when it drops next, okay? <laughs> so for the hearers, I need you to listen up. How can you survive and persevere in Pentecost in a pandemic? To the readers, go ahead and read Acts 2. And for the doers, like, follow, and share this with everybody because this is Pentecost in a pandemic. So we're going to go forth and get ready and stay ready because it's time to dig deep. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Do you, do you know? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. Our Father, Alpha and Omega, first and the last, beginning and the ending, lily of the valley, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, lion of Judah. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name. Just call his name. Oh, him, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu, Necessary, he's even 
my redeemer and salvation of finisher of my faith ultimate sacrifice yeah he paid the price for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life what is his name what is the name do you really know it then say your name just call his name what is his name what is his name do you really know then say your name just call Who do men say that I am? What do you call him in your time of trouble? What do you call him? All right, disciples, we're back in the upper room. Wherever you are, allow that place, allow this moment to be your upper room experience. So let me set the scene because there's so much meat in this text of the upper room. There's 120 of Jesus's disciples and followers in Jerusalem in the upper room. It's believed that this is the same upper room that they had the last supper in. So Jesus sent them back from where they came from. So while they're up there tarrying, praying and supplication and worshiping, waiting on the promise of the father, Outside, there are Jewish people from all over the world who have made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. Now, the Feast of Pentecost, according to Orthodox Jews, is a celebration where they celebrate God allowing Moses to lead them out of bondage right before, you know, they went in the wilderness and everything for 40 years. So they celebrate their Pentecost. But here, the believers are Christ, are celebrating a new Pentecost, the moment where we receive power and the promise of the Father. Now, before you change the station, you can have Pentecost right now. There are five things that I see in the text that I want to point out to each and every one of us disciples. Number one, we need to be a hearer. Get your hearing check. In verse two, it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were stirring before they saw anything before they received anything first they heard you cannot sleep on being a hearer because being a hearer is very powerful faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of god why do you feel like your faith is not where it should be you need to hear a word from god listen i don't say listen just for you to be like ah oh, she says something funny no there's something that you need to hear so you need to listen Listen, the hearers have the first sounding. Before anything was known, first they heard. So you must hear what God is saying to you in a pandemic in this season because the seasons have changed several times in the pandemic. And we must hear 
for the sound. So they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the house. And then it says that they saw something. Verse three, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them. Listen, you've been chosen. You have to check your vision. Can you see the move of God? Can you see what God is doing in your life? When was the last time you had your vision checked? Remember, uh, doctors say the best vision you can have is 2020 vision. Remember when we all said 2020 was going to be our year, but we did not have the vision or envision of what 2020 was really going to be. 2020 was our training ground. If you declared that that was going to be your year, best believe the training ground came and 2020 was still your year. How do I know it was still your year even though 511 variants came out? Because you are still here. Two years later, however many years later you are listening to this, it is still your year. But you got to get your vision checked. Can you see what God is showing you? Can you see the new path that he's leading you on? Can you see the trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. First, you got to hear him. Then you got to see him. Listen, I love God because he always says to those who don't believe in the moments when we don't believe, prove me, challenge me and watch won't I show you. God is a show me kind of person. He he'll show you in your doubt. When Thomas, the disciple doubted and said, I won't believe he resurrected until I see the holes in his hand. What did Jesus do? He showed up and he showed him. You got to be able to see. All right, check your vision, y'all. Next, okay, we have to accept that we are gifted. Verse four says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. This lets you know one of the functions of Holy Spirit is to give you utterance of diverse tongues. Now, don't confuse diverse tongues with speaking in tongues. Diverse tongues and speaking in tongues are both gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they are two different kinds of gifts. But you must accept that you are gifted. Diverse tongues is being able to speak, hear, or read earthly languages that you should not have knowledge of. If you've never taken a Spanish class, never had Spanish friends or anybody to teach you Spanish, you should not be able to communicate in Spanish when you are around a Spanish person. But Holy Spirit will give you the utterance. He will give you the words to say in order to reach whoever you need to reach. But you must accept that you are gifted. Holy Spirit is the gift giver. He's the promise of the Father, but he is the one that gives us all of our gifts. And don't let them say that because you don't speak in tongue that you aren't gifted. If they go and read reference to them, 1 Corinthians 12, 
It tells you all about the gifts and that everybody won't have the same gift. And it's because the Holy Spirit who divides and gives out each gift. So you can have one gift or you can have multiple, but it's up to Holy Spirit how you're gifted. But just realize you are gifted. Stop denying who you are. Stop denying your skills. Stop denying that business that is waiting to be birthed out of you. Just because nobody else has done it doesn't mean it can't be done. For the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And since he has us and we got him, that's all we need. For if God be for us, who can be against us? So what? They denied the application that time. Keep on applying. Every time you apply, you better say a prayer. Lord, open this door. I'm asking, I'm seeking, and I'm knocking. But listen, trust that you are the that you're gifted okay and with that being said <laughs> if you go to through verses 5 through 11 it tells you that many people were there many were amazed some were astonished but there are always going to be doubters people are going to people do you hear me? And people have a problem believing. Some people need to see to believe. Some people need to hear to believe. Some people just got to be in the right place at the right time, even if they didn't plan it. But you must be okay with them not understanding. They were so worried about the physical thing of what they knew about the person that they couldn't even fathom who this person was becoming. They're like, ain't them the Galileans? How do they know my, my language of Arabic? Because the spirit gave them utterance. Listen, Holy Spirit will increase where we decrease. He will lift us up where we fall down. He will give us what we need. Come here, Moses, when you had all the excuses, but I stutter. He said, who made your mouth? When you said, who am I to say has sent me? I am that I am. Whatever excuse you can think of as not to do it and whatever excuse that they say you have that you shouldn't do it, just know that God I said you shall do it if God has promised it to you it shall be done here it is the coming in of the promise of the father he has come through in a mighty way and it wasn't just on that Pentecost every day can be your Pentecost because Holy Spirit dwells within us he's already filled us the tabernacle filled us the sanctuary of God just accept it, honey. You're gifted. And anything that's gifted is not understood. We're not trying to make other people understand us. What we are trying to do is help them to understand him. And if God has to use you to bring other people to him, then he shall do it. It may take your journey being hard so that people around you understand that God is a way maker. God is a healer. He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek you. Just because they don't understand don't mean you stop moving, disciples. You keep going and doing what God has declared. You go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose, which brings us to the show and tell. Because, you know, uh, when they didn't understand, 
They didn't want to attribute it to the glory of God. They said that those folks was drunk. How many times have you been misunderstood? How many times have people said you were one way when you were different? How many times have they brought up your past because they can't accept your present and they for sure can't see your future? But who cares what they say? It's time for you to reintroduce yourself with some show and tell. Listen, I could show you better than I could tell you, but some people you got to tell them. You got to give them the understanding that they see. They don't understand how you made it in a pandemic when you was laid off, the stimulus check stopped, and the PPP looking for you to return that money. They don't understand, but listen, the wealth of the rich (laughs) is laid up for the righteous. You better act like you know, and you better tell somebody. Reintroduce yourself as the new person you are right now. And if they cannot receive you, you keep it moving anyway. Show and tell them again. Do you hear me? It's a lot of people I done showed and told. It's a lot of people I showed and didn't have to tell. For what is done in private, my secret prayers, your secret prayers, God will reward you openly, even in the presence of your enemy. That's why he prepareth a table. Tell them to pull up a seat. Tell them to get a cup. Ask them if they want a plate. Because I got something that I want you to see in the name of Jesus. Don't be scared, disciples. You're gifted. Just reintroduce yourself. Do you hear me? That's just the upper room. (laughs) Peter set the record straight in verse 14 and 15. He's like, look, they ain't drunk. Why you still got the spirit of it's five o'clock somewhere. Peter like it's too early for us to be drinking. This ain't what that is. And so when we come back, we will set the record straight with what Peter said. What Peter said was so powerful. And this goes out to anyone that is interested in ministry, not being connected with, you know, a formal church. But if you personally want to know how to evangelize, you need to look at what Peter said and what his method was. Because after Peter spoke, the Bible tells us 3,000 people were saved and were added daily. Come on now. Come on now. That is, I want to know what Peter said. If what Peter said, the method he used, the things he had going on can help me to help the kingdom of God and bring Mo in, somebody tell me what Peter said. We're going to look at it when we come back. I need to sip some water because the upper room got me hyped. Now that you know that you're gifted, now that you're ready for show and tell, what are we going to tell these people as we walk through these streets, disciple? Get ready. Stay ready. It's time to dig deep. disciples if you were encouraged by today's motivation or any of the morning or midday motivations i encourage you to go to amazon.com and purchase my 31 day motivational journal listen this journal is more than just blank pages this journal you get out what you put in this journal is more 
than <laughs> I could ever have imagined. Listen, each day in this 31-day journal has four key elements to it. Just like God's master plan had four key elements, so does this journal. The first element, it has a scripture and a word of the day. Something to encourage you, meditate on, and a daily focus. Next, it has words of encouragement. Just a little something for you to think about. (laughs) Then there's a daily challenge, an activity to do and or write. And you're not limited to just writing. The pages are blank. If you express yourself by drawing, feel free. Again, you get out of this book what you put in. Lastly, it has a daily prayer to encourage, uplift, and motivate you. If you are a fan or a subscriber or you like this podcast, go to Amazon.com and purchase Encourage Yourself 31-Day Motivational Journal by yours truly, Evangelist Andy. Now, the picture of today's episode is the picture that you will see on Amazon. And I've gotten some feedback from people who have purchased already. And they're like, man, this is a good size book. I I can't wait to start. So get your start. This journal will take you on a journey to not only discover yourself and your purpose, but to also build your relationship with God. Listen. I always say, go forth, be great in God and walk in your purpose. And I had to walk it like I talk it. And so I wrote it to help you discover what your purpose is. And then from that point, it would jumpstart the rest of your year so that you can truly walk in your purpose with God. I love you all so much with the love of the Lord. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose. All right, disciples, we're almost done. We just have to talk about what Peter said. Peter's method of evangelism was very effective for the time. And those of you who are interested in evangelism, whether in-reach or outreach, I suggest that you listen to these things. Many things that Peter said, I noticed a trend in what he did. First of all, we must listen then speak the language next put some bible on it and then don't forget to offer jesus because that's very important in evangelizing offer jesus and then next let them know about the plan of salvation uh conversion and conviction will happen organically and when it happens you must be prepared the first thing we realize is that peter is a good listener remember they thought that they were drunk and peter pointed out that now it's too early to drink this ain't what that is he pointed out to them that in their own language so they could understand what was happening he used the language of the scripture 
put some Bible on it. For those people who are Bible readers, even if they're not Bible readers, you can give urban translation of scripture. Speak the language that they understand. Uh, I was at a funeral for a drug dealer and um, all his drug dealer friends were there. And, you know, the preacher was talking about how they need to get it together and get a life to Christ. You know, he was trying to convict them, but it was in a different, in an old school kind of way. So, you know, I'm going to admit that church was real loud, not loud with noise, but loud with that loud pack. Okay. So when I got up there to give my remarks, I spoke their language. I said everything that dude was saying, but I said it in a way that they could understand. I was like, hey, let me tell y'all about the best connect and the best plug there is out. I mean, you ain't even got to pay him up front because he already paid the price. If you want to know who my plug is, I suggest that you meet me after here. And in case you ain't going to meet me after, his name is Jesus. And anybody can get them. I spoke the language that they were used to. They used to plugs and traps and all of that. I spoke the language. I'm still evangelizing, but I'm reaching them where they are. Once you reach someone where they are, then you are able to lift them up to where they need to be. And boom, he gives them another scripture. He gives them a scripture that's their language. Remember, these are devout Uh, Jewish men, they're already there to celebrate scripture of them being freed from bondage. So now he brings up the prophecy of Joel. Then he brings up a psalm from David. Listen, you offer in the way that you can. Some people get it by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing from the word of God. Some people you have to go in depth and dig deep with and fully explain to them in their language how good God is. Once he does that, he goes on to explain Jesus as the hypostatic man. He reminds them, remember just a couple of months ago, you crucified Jesus of Nazareth, the man, but he was chosen by God as the one true son. They're explaining who Jesus truly is because now that Jesus is gone and the movement ain't died and the movement is truly active, let us explain to you why that is. So they give sort of a history of Christianity, of the purpose of Jesus, what he was meant for. Explain to people. Some people just not going to hear he died and rose again. Why did he die? Because the world was so full of sin and because God knew that we would need someone to help us out in order to gain access to him and all eternity in the pleasure of eternity, not the corruption and punishment of eternity. Most people who are outside of the church being fellowship with um uh, because of church hurt, being fellowship with the church is because of something they probably didn't understand or wasn't explained to them or because they're used to judgmental Christians. We are not here to judge. We are here to uplift. And so he lifted them up in reverence to their own language, their own scripture, and told them how Jesus had fulfilled it all as he kept talking to them. 
and explaining to them about Jesus. He also mentions his Holy Spirit and the promises that are to come. Holy Spirit is just one promise of the Father. He explains there are many promises that are entitled to you and all of your family. Those who receive him shall receive him, okay? So we must explain the goodness of Jesus. Like, why did you get him? Why did you give your life to him? Make it personal so that way it's more effective. If you tell somebody, yeah, I used to be homeless living out my car and then Holy Spirit told me to apply to a job I didn't even have skill in and they hired me and now I have a four bedroom home. Whatever it is, you share your testimony because the Bible tells us we're strengthened by our testimony. Whether you use the testimony of scripture like Peter did or the testimony that's personal like Peter did because he made it personal. He told them about Jesus who just was murdered, (laughs) who just rose and ascended. And he told them of the signs and wonders that Jesus did in case they weren't familiar. Don't just think because people are related to religious people and pastors and things doesn't mean that they fully understand and grasp the concept. So you must be willing to tell them if they have questions and all thy getting, get an understanding. If nothing else, at least let them understand him more. If they're not convicted and converted, at least give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And above all things, love. (laughs) So after he puts Bible on it, he explains the things that are happening now, the things that happened in the past, and the things that are to come. Then came the conviction. And they asked him, well, what can we do? And then he goes into how they can be converted. They must repent repentance is like an old school curse word in the church sometimes repentance can be a personal act or it can be a corporate act meaning you can go before people when repenting all of that but most of us we like to put all the business out there but not all the business out there so you can make it personal repenting is feeling remorse and regret and sorrow for the committing of sins and going out of the way of the will of God. So then you can go ahead and repent if they want to repent to you. Cause I have a lot of people that treat me like a priest and they call me and they just tell me all the bad things that they have done. And then I give them some scripture and then I give them some counsel and then we pray and then they go forth and be great in God and walk in their purpose. <laughs> so, however it is, if you need scripture for repenting, uh, Psalms 51 hit real nice. David definitely repented for a few things. So you can repent by scripture or you can just have a repenting prayer. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Help me make me be better and yada, yada, yada. Okay. However, the spirit gives you utterance. And then once they were converted, the Bible says that they continued on just through that explanation of Peter and taking time to fully explain what was going on. 3000 people were saved. And then I, that birthed the first church. So we praise God for Holy Spirit coming through. We praise God for Peter 
exegeting the text. And we praise God for all of those who received conviction organically, not forcefully, and received God. And it was a genuine conversion. Now, the last thing I want to add is about the growth of the church. There were five things that I noticed that because after 3000 were saved, it says and more were added daily. And these are the five things that I noticed that help with the growth of the church. So if you want your church to grow, these are the things you need to do. According to the Church of Acts, <laughs> number one, there must be unity. Number two, there has to be charity, not charity and love. Yes, but charity as far as taking care of the homeless, feeding the hungry, charity, because um, Jesus said the poor you have, which you always. So there's always opportunities to uh have charity, not just these big charity organizations. You have people you're connected to that truly need charity. I'm talking cousins, aunties now. And all you got to do is check on them and you'll see where your charity is needed. Next, there's devotion to God. You must be devoted to God personally. And then for faithfulness to his principles, whatever God said, that's what we're doing. And lastly, you must always reverence and praise God. So I thank each and every one of you. If you have any questions about this episode or any other episode, feel free to reach out to me however you are listening. If you have a prayer request, send it in however you are listening or go to the Facebook page, find the like page and whatever post that you see. Go ahead and comment your prayer request or inbox me if you want to keep it personal. Whatever it is, as soon as you reach out to me, when you receive a heart, then you know the prayer has gone up. I hope you all were encouraged. I was encouraged. There's a lot of meat up in this text. Maybe I'll just do an episode on the growth of the church. Hmm. If you want to hear that episode, let me know <laughs> and we can get a crack in. But I thank you all so much. Check out the sneak peek, sneak peek, excuse me, that just dropped. It's hot like fire. And in the meantime, in between time, read Daniel 6. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose, disciples. I love y'all. Mm-hmm.